0: what drives you, what inspires you. Let's Ignite Your Why. Welcome to Ignite Your Why podcast. I'm your host, Austin T. Gullett, and we're here to have genuine conversations with authentic people to help amplify their voice and figure out what ignites their why. Today's guest is Eli Reese. He was born and raised in Covington, Kentucky. He graduated from Holmes High School in 2011 and then went on to Northern Kentucky University where he obtained his bachelor's degree in communications with a minor in journalism. Currently, he's in the process of getting his real estate license Eli, how are you doing today? I'm doing great on this fine Sunday, how are you? Good, I'm just like wondering why I wanted to call you Christian again. (laughs) I saw it, I saw a little
1: pause right there too, but it's all good.
0: (laughs) I was like, his name is not Christian, and like your name is literally right in front of my face, and I'm just like, oh my gosh. Anyways. (laughs) Happens to the best of us. (laughs) It's been a long day, I'll say that. I get it. So let's just hop straight into this. What is your story? Who is Eli Reese? So
1: Eli Reese, um, like you said, was born and raised in Covington, Kentucky. Um, raised as an, as an only child. Didn't have siblings, quote unquote, until I was 16 years old. My mom got married. Um, I have two step-siblings now. Um, both are younger than me. I currently work at DHL as, a, uh, as an express agent. It's boring stuff for the most part, but it's fairly easy once you get the... Um, get the basics down. All I do basically is just process shipments from all across the world. Um, You'd be surprised at shipments that I get. Uh, Honestly, (laughs) I can get anything from stickers to sex toys, to be honest. (laughs) Uh, um, I process a lot of celebrity shipments such as uh, Rachel Ray, Justin Bieber, uh, people like that. So pretty much I'm a laid back person uh, for the most part, but I, I do enjoy having fun. Uh, I love to travel a lot. Um, I have a nerdy side. Um, If anybody knows me, they know that I love pop culture. Uh, I love anime. Um, Big Harry Potter fan. Um, So what house are you in? So I actually looked that up before. I'm actually a Hufflepuff. That's the house I'm in. Do you know what house you're in? No, I'm not a big Harry Potter person, Uh, but I just thought I'd ask. (laughs) Okay, that was a
0: good question, though. I'm actually a Hufflepuff. So what was it like growing up as a single child and then 16 years later your mom gets remarried and you have like stepbrothers and sisters um
1: growing up as an only child uh actually as my mom's only time getting married um but yeah growing up as an only child at first uh i wanted a younger sibling um but as time like went on i realized you know i had a good because i was honestly i was spoiled um, I didn't have to really share with anybody, had no fights with uh, anybody within the household. But um, for the most part, you know, it taught me how to interact with people more because I didn't have any siblings growing up. So I was forced to make more friends. So it's, it's had, it had its ups and it had its downs, but for the most part, I enjoyed being an only child.
0: That's different. Because <laughs> like, I have an older brother, obviously, like you yeah. graduated with him, but like, I couldn't even imagine being an only child, like, I I was the youngest, so, like, it was kind of, like, I kind of got what I wanted anyways, because I was, like, the baby, yeah, and, like, my parents, like, did, like, everything with my brother first, so, like, usually, like, a second time around, they're just, like, "Eh." (laughs) that's how I feel like parents are sometimes, it's, like, we've been here before, like, Mm -hmm. same old, same old, but, like, it's interesting, because I feel like everyone has a stigma of, like, only child, people are yeah. like, they feel like they're stuck up or they're spoiled, but I never ever got that vibe from you. No, like, it, just- it's
1: never been like that. I've always, you know, I was always taught to be humble and appreciate what I have. I never, you know, tried to, you know, say, oh, being the only child's the best thing ever. You know, I get anything I want. I mean, I'm a, I was just grateful, yeah. you know, just, you know, my parents were, um, you know, able to provide me with what I want or more importantly what I needed, you know, for the most part. Especially like where we grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Covington, yeah. Um, you know, Covington There's always a stereotype. No, Covington's not, you know, the place to be, um, which at first it was like that. But as, you know, as you can see yourself, you know, as time went on, Covington is starting to evolve. It's not what it used to be. It's actually starting to become more of an attraction. You know, they're building all these, um new places especially downtown covington for people to come you know hang out at and stuff like that um i mean it's still not perfect it's far from perfect but it definitely came a long way from where it was like five ten years ago
0: but i think that's everywhere though Is like a lot of people think like you have to get away to experience life which like some people like that is the case like Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you need but it's just like being where you're from doesn't define who you are and i tell people that all the time it doesn't I can be whatever I want to be, and no matter where I come from, that doesn't mean yep. anything. So it's interesting to see how people have different takes. It's like some people are like, I have to get away. I have to get away. It's
1: all about how you make it, you know. You're in charge of your own destiny. You know, you can't blame anybody else. So
0: it's it's literally that simple. I feel it. Let's just hop straight into this next segment. Uh, so the next question I have for you is, what inspires you? But more importantly, what is it that ignites your why? So... Um, Growing up, like especially through
1: college, you know, I always had this vision of being able to do what I want when I want. Basically just living large, you know, stretch free, you know, making a good amount of money and things like that. But um, recently, as everybody know, that I'm expecting my first child, you know, and that changes everything. Like I heard it before, but actually living it, it literally changed everything. So as far as my why goes, you know, at first I was living for myself, but now I'm living for my family. Everything that I do from this point on is going to affect not only me, but you know, the family that I have. You know, I have a, you know, love my girlfriend so much. Um, expecting our first child. She has her child, um, Grayson. He's he'll be two years old soon. Um, grown attached to him. So, you know, it's just the things that I plan to do from here on out is for us in my family, so that's really, makes me want to go 10 times
0: harder, basically, so, you know, I look forward to it. I look forward to the challenge. That's interesting, because it's like, okay, like, I can't imagine, like, everyone talks about this, like, moment is, like, when you have a kid, your life changes, and I'm just like, <laughs> I can't relate, <laughs> can't relate. <laughs> but, like, it's just, like, you do like you have to like think of things in a different light because it's okay, like I was like about me, me me, and what I wanted to do like if I wanted to go out, I could go out, but now it's like okay, like I need to save money because right. I have to provide for my son or daughter or whatever it may be mm-hmm. now so. I ask my girlfriend if I can go out <laughs> I just can't just <laughs> up and
1: go when I please. I just say, hey, is it is it all right if I go out <laughs> just you know things like that, but you know I don't really go out that much anymore um doesn't really amuse me like i said i have you know what i want have what i need back at home for the most part um, i still hang out with my friends it's not like you know i just push them to the side you know i still do everything that i've been doing It's just now i have more responsibilities that's
0: all you're balling on a budget exactly <laughs> that's how i say exactly. it. exactly so real estate kind of makes me want to get into that why real estate so i've
1: always been interested in owning property Uh like ever since college I always wanted to do this I always wanted to own some kind of land but I never had the knowledge to jumpstart that so um, a couple months ago I decided to get into real estate I wanted to learn the basics before I started you know investing in property or buying land and things like that so I felt like it was important for me to learn the ins and outs of what it's like to be a real estate agent and my plan is to obviously finish real estate school, uh, take the test to become a realtor. I'm actually trying to take the test for Kentucky and Ohio because obviously I know Kentucky very well. I was born and raised in Kentucky, but I'm currently living in Ohio with my girlfriend. So um, yeah, it's just you no know, real estate. It's it's a lot of reading. Like I thought I was done with that with college. <laughs> like it's so much information to obtain, but. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it's you don't realize how much you learn from real estate until you actually do it. Like when I'm out and about, I like to put my knowledge to the test about property and things like that. So it's 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 things that that stick to you um, as you do it. But my plan after I take the uh, test, hopefully I pass, is to get my foot through the door, work part time as a realtor, and then. Um, starting my own business, uh, preferably investing in consulting. And I wanted to start online. So that's been my plan ever since um, I've gotten into real estate. I've been talking to actual realtors about, you know, see if I can work with them and things like that. I've been trying to build a clientele as I'm in school. So once I'm done, I can just hop right into it and don't have to wait for people to contact me or, you know, reach out to them. So Slowly, I've been lining things up so that way once I'm done I can just get started.
0: That's very interesting because I feel like right now especially with like the way the world is it's like a good time to sell but not a good time to buy. Yep. <laughs> That's exactly how it is. And yeah. it's like houses are like three times what they're probably worth. Yeah. Because I was talking to like one of my neighbors that lives next to my parents house and she was like yeah like I bought this house for like 60000 but, like, I could sell it for, like, 150 Ooh. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you, like, tripled yeah, that's, what you that's bought how, that for.
1: That's how it is, though, especially in today's market. It's, like you said, it's hard to buy, but
0: it's easy to sell. It's that simple. That's why, like, I'm like, I want to buy a house, mm-hmm. but I'm like, damn. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like you find one, but it's like if you want a house, you have to put a bid on it, like, mm-hmm. that day. If not, it's going to be pending within hours. Yeah. It's like, for my first house, I don't want to, like, settle on the first thing I see. I'm very picky. Yeah. I, like, want to be able to walk into a place and be like, okay, this is my home. Yeah, this is home. This is all me. Because I've seen stuff that I liked, but then it's like, okay, like, I don't like that. Mm. I don't like that. I like the location. Location's huge for me. Yeah, same. Same. I want to be in a nice
1: area, too, when we get our first house. Like, I want to
0: be in, like, I'm weird. I want, to be in Co- I want to be in Covington. Like, I <laughs> yeah. want to live in Covington. Like, I want to live in Northern Kentucky. Like, I want to live close to downtown. Like, that's just... It's where I grew up. Yeah, like, there's nothing just wrong like, with that at all. It's just, like, I guess it's, like, a comfort thing, but it's, like, so close to everything. Mm-hmm. I want to be close to downtown. I want to be close to Fort Wright or whatever it may be. Yeah. I want to have easy access to the highway. It's just comforting,
1: um, like, living in a place that you know that's
0: all and i've also thought about moving away i'm not gonna lie uh, i like, think a lot I've, of us think that too. i've like considered like relocation uh just because <laughs> like with the industry i work in uh, working in sports it's very hard to find a job um so like if i ever like wanted to like move uh there's only three professional sports teams here <laughs> so it's like okay like you would have to be open to relocating right and a part of me is like maybe it'd be nice because like i went to school in covington then i went to nku And then for my master's, I went to Xavier, which Mm -hmm. is in Cincinnati. So it's like, I never really experienced life away from here. So it kind of makes me want to ask the question is like, why did you choose NKU? So, okay, I'm about to get into a really interesting
1: story that a lot of people may not know about. Um, So a lot of people do know that I went to UK as soon as I finished uh, high school. went straight to UK, Um, but going to UK, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't me, like, I just didn't fit in, and then throughout my entire one semester at uh, UK, you know, started to get a little depression because it's not where I wanted to be, um, like, that shit is real, like, a lot of people play it, like, play it off like it's not, like, depression is real, even if you don't realize it, Um, but yeah, after uh, my semester at UK, I transferred to NKU, and... I struggle, honestly. Like, a lot of people don't know that um, because, like, I I like to keep to myself for the most part. Um, I struggle, like, heavily at NKU. Not because the work was hard, it's just because my priorities weren't in order. I just, all I wanted to do was just, like, have fun, hang out with my friends, and party. Like, I was at EKU every weekend, just partying it up and not taking care of my responsibilities. You know, I had a lot of those nights where I'm out at a bar or at a party and I had assignment due at eleven fifty nine. So I'm just like at the party, like, oh shit. I got an assignment due in like ten minutes. <laughs> so, um there's been a lot of times where I did that and eventually, um, I didn't tell anybody a lot of people this. Uh I actually got academically suspended from NKU back in twenty seventeen and during that time I had to do a lot of reflecting, like, you know, do I actually wanna finish college or do i just want to go to a community college for a year and like get my shit straight and then go back to nku which i settled for the latter um you know i went to gateway for a year uh finished all my general um gen ed and then actually 2017 was a year of growth for me because like i said i was suspended and i had to reflect on a lot of things um that's when I fell in love with, uh, with traveling. I've been out of the country for the first time um, back in 2017. Went to Cancun for spring break, even though it wasn't my spring break. But um, <laughs> I didn't miss any days of school. Uh, so that was important. And I took a road trip out west with some friends. Visited, uh, I believe it was nine national parks. We hit like eight different states. Um, it was like an eye opening experience. I loved it and I definitely want to do it again soon. Um obviously after I have the baby. You know, the baby's a little older, but uh, yeah, went back to NKU back in twenty eighteen. I was I started to get my shit together and then finally I applied for graduation in twenty nineteen. Uh early twenty nineteen. Graduated in twenty nineteen. And, I was about to say. I hope you weren't one of those people that did not get to
0: walk. No, I graduation. actually. So
1: interesting thing. Um, I was able to walk, um, in the spring of 2019, but I actually didn't graduate college until August because I still had some classes to finish. Yeah. So um, they let me walk in spring, and then I just took the classes over the summer. And then I officially graduated in August. So um, once I got that diploma, like physically when they mailed it to me like it was also i like finally finished college so you know that's out of the way but damn i got a lot of debt <laughs> that's, <laughs> the, that's the that's the worst part about staying in
0: college for so long it's just debt 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 like damn I, funny thing is is like before you got here i literally logged on <laughs> to my like student loan portal yeah just to see like when my payments were due because like i know they had like the covid relief thing i was like i know like i'm eventually gonna have to start paying on these that's the thing like so. saying
1: um but yeah uh, um, the covid relief thing i, I uh, know about that too but college was definitely a roller coaster ride but i'm just i love the experience uh like i'm glad i finished but my advice to the youth or anybody that plans on going to school like if you're going to go to school please know like what you're going to do at least or at least have some idea because it's it's expensive and don't you don't have to go to college to be successful um i got, i preach this all the time like a lot of people could just go to college because it's the norm or society tells you to do it but go because you want to go or you know if you know what you want to do there's a lot of other options you know there's a lot of other ways to be successful so that's my advice to everyone just don't rely on college um, like I was telling Taylor my girlfriend this you know once the kids get older obviously I'm going to bring college up but if they want to go a different route and I'm going to support it 100% you know, you know as long as you're doing something constructive I'm all for it you don't even have to go to college but obviously I'm going to encourage it a little bit just so they can get a good experience yeah. but yeah college is definitely it's it's not for everyone That's kind
0: of how like my parents were. Mm -hmm. Uh, My parents were like, "We don't like we can't make you go to college because like we didn't go." Yeah. So it's like we can't make you do something we didn't do. But I was literally having this conversation with one of my friends when I was in Atlanta. Like I was on his podcast. Uh, Shout out to Tomas. Uh, (laughs) But like we literally had this conversation because like it was funny because like in my family like my parents didn't care. Like Mm -hmm. they're like it's up to you. Like we can't make you go. But him being raised in a black family, yeah. like his family like made it like made it no choice. Like it was like you have to go. Yeah. So it was like very different to see like the cultural norms and like how like, okay, like my parents are like eh and they're like no like you have to go like if you don't go like you're not going to be successful so it's different and it's crazy because I feel like society does play a huge role in that it does because when you think about like back in high school it's like that's all they talked about it's like going to college college, going to college going to college but they didn't talk about trade schools they didn't talk about construction they didn't talk they (laughs) like I love homes so like and they talk about how they have like all of these different career paths and like I really don't feel like it helped me
1: and that's the thing with uh <laughs> high school i feel like high school teach you, it high school prepares you for college but it really doesn't prepare you for the real world that's that's the truth in my eye um like a lot of people will finish high school and like have no idea what they want to do because they didn't have access to those options in
0: high school it's like i think there needs to be a restructure yes in schooling yes because it's like why aren't we teaching kids a budget why aren't we teaching kids how to finance why aren't we teaching real life skills because i have yet to use algebra or Same. geometry. i don't
1: i've never used y equals mx plus b and i don't think i ever will so like, <laughs>
0: why the hell like,
1: do i need to learn that in uh, like in high school
0: Literally, though, like, I've never used geometry. Like, like maybe, yeah. like, maybe, like, measuring stuff around the house. Like, yeah, that's, that, different. that's different. Yeah. But I've never, like, had to figure out, like, the diamond. Whatever. Yeah, you know, that. What I just hate yeah, math. That's, like, that's I, I do like, too. That's my worst subject. Man. I was really I hate good at it. English. Same. Like, that, was all,
1: that was my strong, uh, my strongest subject
0: was English and history. Well, you did journalism, so. Yeah. I had to be good at English. It's interesting, because you you said journalism. A lot of people, like, kind of, like, fray, like, stay away from that, like, kind of major. But, like, why did you want to minor in journalism?
1: So, I've always been a really good writer, um, ever since high school. I always enjoyed writing, and when I got to college, um, I wanted to be a sports journalist because I love sports, and I love writing, so, and I'm good at writing, so not, why not combine what I'm good at and what I'm passionate about, but throughout college, I started to develop a mindset of becoming an entrepreneur, you know, um, had a lot of friends, uh, you know, wake me up in that aspect, it's just, I wanted to be a self-made person, you know, um, and, you know, as I'm in college, uh, taking, like, taking up journalism and things like that, I slowly start to fall out of love with it, and obviously, um, I ended up finishing college because I was so, like, I was, like, knee deep in, and I felt like I owe myself, you know, that much to at least finish after all the struggles, but if I didn't put in the time, I would have just, like, dropped out and not even finished any of the classes I would taken, but journalism, um, I had some very, like, strict professors. Um, there's one I'm not even gonna say his name but he was oh my gosh he was a fun professor but his classes were super hard and I think that's what made me fall out of love with journalism because he made me think like I wasn't good at writing anymore and I was like well damn like I'm done with this shit (laughs) like if, uh, if he doesn't think I'm good enough like to write this or you know write a story for class imagine how hard i'd be critiqued in the real world so i just i just took the easiest possible and then just ended up you know fishing out my mind in journalism but like i said um like what started it was like my i was really good at writing i loved to write but
0: in the end it just all imploded (laughs) I, journalism is definitely a hard field to go into. It is; um, it's very like competitive. You're always gonna have like those critics. that's um, mm-hmm. just writing in general; is people are not gonna always love what you do, and you're gonna have people who. That's just life. Yeah, I feel it's,
1: like, and sometimes with journalism you also have to question your morals. Um, it's like, do I really want to publish this story because I can absolutely destroy this person's reputation just by doing this? So that's another part of. Like, the reason why I just didn't continue with it because, you know, from an ethical standpoint, it's just, nah, I'm not going to do any of that it. It didn't feel
0: right. Yeah, it didn't feel right. So, earlier you were talking about how, like, you love to travel and all of the fun things in life. Uh, but 2020, things kind of got messed up because of COVID. My question for you is, with all the changes that happened in 2020 and with everything going on, how have you been taking care of yourself mentally? So, at the beginning
1: stages of COVID, obviously, everyone was, like, freaking out because, you know, they didn't want to catch it. Um, especially with everyone being on lockdown and things like that. Uh, couldn't go anywhere for several weeks. Like, my job was shut down. Well, every, almost everyone's job was shut now. Um, except for the essential workers. Uh, shout out to all the essential workers. You know, that helped us throughout the pandemic. Um, but... I actually ended up catching COVID back in uh, November, I believe. And I didn't find out until I was in Miami with several friends um, when we landed. And I, I remember the story. We went to Shake Shack and I was took a bite of my burger and it tasted funny. It tasted like metal. But I didn't pay no mind to it because I just thought, you know, I just got a bad burger. But as the day went on, like, I started to lose like my taste and smell. And then like overnight it was just like all gone um fortunately none of them got infected but i had to fly home the very next day and quarantine myself for two weeks and i actually remember the very first thing i tasted um, when i got my taste of smell back at vegetable soup and it was right before thanksgiving so that's good i was able to enjoy thanksgiving but um this you know covid it had an impact on everyone uh, you know unfortunately a lot of lives were lost um people were jobless it just it was just a big mess and you know it's it's still an issue today you know here we are in 2021 and you know people are still being affected by it but you know it's it's going to take all of us to get past it it really is so um COVID man something definitely not gonna forget
0: oh for sure i definitely i had it back in november as well yeah it, it was tough like i mean i didn't lose my taste or smell though so Oh, you didn't i was blessed okay and so you're like, oh man it,
1: it just sucks like that whole entire time it's like i don't know when i'm going to get my taste or smell back i mean it only lasted like a week and a half but some some people like it was months yeah some people months like i know someone like she still hasn't gotten her uh, smell back and she had it back in October. So, you know, I'm fortunate enough to not experience that, but I can't even imagine going that long without being able to
0: smell anything. COVID was rough. Like, when I had it, I had to spend Thanksgiving alone. Really? Yeah. Damn. I got, November 17th Damn. That's when I found out. I'll never forget. (laughs) November 17th. (laughs) I'll never forget. Mark it in the calendar. Just, Just because it's like, when I was like, I woke up one morning and, like, I had, like, a huge headache. And, like, I get migraines all the time, so, like, I didn't think anything of it. So, like, but my nose was, like, stopped up. So, I was, like, okay, like, maybe I just had like, a sinus infection. Yeah. So, like, I caught off work, and at the time, like, we were, like, in store, because like, we were back, finally. But <laughs> I was, like, okay, like, I just tested negative five days ago. So, I was, like, there's no way. Yeah. Then, like, they're, like, you have to get a rapid test, and blah, 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 and, like, they call me and they're like, it's positive. I was like, I don't believe you. So, I went and got another test. Yeah. <laughs> and then when that one came back three days later and it was positive, I was like, okay. I believe you. <laughs> but those 14 days were rough. Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot about myself.
1: Yeah, I feel like it's funny because um, like when everything was shut down, I feel like a lot of people felt the same way. You just learned so much about yourself and because you have so much time to reflect on everything like why are you just at home alone, um, but like I said, it's it's going to take all of us to get through it. I mean, we're still fighting it, but it's it's still
0: alive, still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because I honestly like personally think like another shutdown's going to happen. I have right? a feeling too, and I'm not prepared for it mentally. Like I'm just like I don't know if I can do it again. Yeah, that,
1: that was that was wild. You know, people going crazy
0: over toilet paper. Shit like that. <laughs> like, why? Like, damn. Why toilet paper, though? It's That's what I didn't understand. Right. Is why toilet paper? <laughs> you know, crazy things happen in this country. <laughs> so, if people want to continue having a conversation with you, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Honestly, the
1: social media that I use the most um, obviously, Facebook. Just look me up Eli Reese, um, Instagram, Reese 5 Twitter. You know, e underscore reese 93 and i'm on linkedin as well just look up eli reese and um easiest way to get a hold of me you know i'm on social media a lot i'm addicted to my phone i'm not afraid to admit it you know i need to i need to get my phone a break um i need to take a mental break from social media but yeah i'm on all of them so you can find me pretty much anywhere you need to turn
0: screen time on oh my set those limits yeah so i need can't, to do that so you can't be on it too much yeah well thank you Uh, Thank you for taking the time out to hop on, and tell your story, and chop it up. I'm going to put all of Eli's information in the description below. Thank you guys for listening in, and always remember, find your purpose and ignite your life.